0: What's up, everybody? I am travesty and welcome to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. And guys, I know what you're thinking, like, holy crap, another episode released this week? What did I do good in my life that deserves this? Well, you chose to listen to a podcast where the host has poor planning on the way he does things. Now, there was a gap in uh, the last few weeks where there wasn't any release of episodes, and that's on me. I goofed, I had to get them out as soon as possible, but an opportunity came up for us here at this freaking show to sit down with amazing musical talent, and that is the lead singer of FN Epic, uh, Dead and Buried, and Extraction Point, and that's Cody Zupan. You guys, you may remember Cody as the lead singer of FN Epic, we had them on the show back in 2016. Cody is still out there producing amazing uh, music with three bands now. And we had an opportunity to sit down and talk with him about an upcoming uh, festival that he will be doing, uh, not only with Extraction Point but also with Dead and Buried. Uh, it is the second annual, and I know I'm going to screw this up. But I'm going to try my best not to. The second annual Gore Camp Cannibal Cookout and Jamboree. Uh, all the information for it is available on Extraction Point uh, and Dead and Buried's uh, web page or Facebook page. Where you can check out the address and location information on it, uh, as well as it's posted up on our Facebook page, and I give the information uh, towards the end of this interview. So I was able to sit down with Cody and you know talk with him for a little bit on what he's been up to since the last time he was on the episode, um, as well as uh, kind of some of the stuff that are coming in the future for him as a uh, lead singer of three separate uh, metal bands. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, we were able to do this uh, in person on location at Game On uh, Bar and Grill in Peotone, Illinois. If you ever happen to come across Peotone and you need a place to stop to get some, you know, great food, a cold beer, uh, and you know, just the best uh, uh, bartenders that I have ever had the privilege of being served by. Check out Game On Bar and Grill. Thank you guys again for allowing us to sit down and do this interview at your area. Thanks again to Cody for doing this, and um, we're going to dive right into the interview, but of course, I just got to mention that this episode is brought to you by CarterComics.com. It's the one-stop shop for all your comic needs. Make sure you go to CarterComics.com, check out all their amazing uh, inventory that they have available on there. If you don't see anything you like on their webpage, they do have four different eBay accounts that you can search through and find. just a a plethora of comic titles both graded and raw you're able to bid on them you're able to buy them outright or you're able to even make an offer um and they do work with everyone because you know they they want to give you guys a good deal at a good price and everything they they have uh rarities uh common they they have such an array of uh comics available and you know if there's a comic that you're looking for you just can't seem to find Reach out to them at CarterComics.com. Contact them and say, "Listen, I'm looking for a certain uh, comic title. Do you happen to have it? Give them an opportunity to check through their vast inventory of comics that they have that they haven't even gotten out yet. See if they have it for you, and I'm sure they'll work it out with you. Fill up your Carter cart. Fill up your cart at CarterComics.com. Save 10% on your entire order. I'll tell you what, guys. The more you spend, the more you're going to save. Trust me, it's simple math. You can't go wrong with it. Thanks again to Carter Comics for being a sponsor of the show. Go to CarterComics.com, promo code FreakNet at checkout, save ten percent on your entire order. And you know, I'll tell you what: if you go onto you, if you go onto eBay and you, you know you you win a bid, and you met you put in the comments or reach out to them saying, "Hey, this freaking show sent you." Use the promo code FreakNets or whatever. Um. You know, you might be able to get a deal there as well. CarterComics.com, best place for you to go to get your comics today. All right, guys, uh, enough of me talking, enough of me jibber-jabbering because I've got to get into more jibber-jabbering, but this time I'm going to be talking to the lead singer of FN Epic, Extraction Point, and Dead and Buried. I'm sitting down once again with Cody Zupan. All right, guys, I'm sitting here with Cody Zupan. Now, if you guys... Hey, hey, look at that. <laughs> now, if you guys uh, if you have been around uh, for this freaking show since the beginning, you know Cody from the lead singer of F and Epic. Now, we sat down and we had an interview about and Epic back in 2016. Yep, Here we yep. are six six years later, and we're going to talk a little about FN Epic and update on them, but we're also going to talk about Extraction Point and Dead and Buried, because you have so much going on, and it's yeah. It's time we caught up on it. It's time, it's time that we sat down and really talked about it. I know we've seen each other like in passing like time and time again. And I know I said to you, i got to get you on the show. i got to get you on the show. And because <coughs> I'm such a professional, I keep putting it off. But you have a show coming up this weekend that I definitely want to talk about because there's a lot of things about it that being a non-metal fan, I don't know much about. So you're going to educate me on it. Okay. So... <laughs> So firstly, like I mentioned, you are, the, you are the vocalist of Dead and Buried Epinepic Extraction Yes, sir. Yep. You, you have a show coming up this weekend. It's the second annual... It's the Gore Camp,
1: second annual Gore, Gore Camp Cannibal Cookout Jamboree.
0: Yeah, and I guess one of the <laughs> it's cool... It's mouthful. It's so much, right? But uh, but you, you know it. You memorize it. I got the second annual part, so hey, I mean that. <laughs> there you go. Um, it is this Friday. It is this Saturday. And... What I just learned before the interview is you actually playing both nights, Friday yeah. night F and Epic, Saturday night Dead and Buried.
1: Uh, Friday night Extraction Point, ten Extra- uh, yeah. o'clock, and then Dead and Buried's going on Saturday about like two forty-five, three o'clock in the afternoon. Both days are starting early. Yeah. Uh, there's like there's like thirty-five bands on this thing, man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what, when I
0: was looking at the event for it and everything. I saw that they're talking about like thirty plus bands, and I was yeah. like, well, that's pretty cool. And I'm looking at the list yeah. of all of them, names I. I've never even fathomed the names of bands, but uh, I guess in I guess in the metal world, you try to find like the the most shock factor you can for a band name. Yeah, and you know, like I think somebody's named Crap Factory. There is one called Crap Factory out there, and like
1: it's it's something that comes just comes with the territory, man. I can't really explain it. I mean. Bands like like Cannibal Corpse and stuff like that that came out. That was the old school death metal, the first death metal bands coming out. I guess they were the ones to kind of really start the kind of grotesque and dark titles, band names, you know. Um, Now stuff is pretty goofy out there. And whether or not these guys are taking their band seriously or just for fun, it don't matter. They're out there doing it. They're getting a name for themselves. They're being recognized. Some of it is shock value, and that well, I think goes a, a long way sometimes. Or it could, I don't know, there's always they say that's like, uh, that there could be no bad publicity. Yeah. You know, like it's <laughs> always and, any publicity is good publicity, you know. So whatever's getting you out there, you know, that's, if you got a crazy ass name, and that's what it is. And you suck on stage? I don't know. Like people still yeah. know you and talk well, about you. And, and, and that's
0: <laughs> and that's one of the things like I'm kind of learning more. because like, I, I spent I spent quite some time like going through like the metal world to try to try to learn more about extraction. Training. Yeah. Um, and the little I do know when it comes to like the metal genre and the metal music, it's like you said. Like you know, all publicity is good publicity for what seems like to be metal music. Like. I, Ozzy Osbourne Bites the head off A fucking bat Everyone goes nuts
1: Right
0: I'm assuming If Garth Brooks Does that on stage It's not gonna get The same You know Shock factor effect Right Right So it's like it's like It, it seems that like Metal music You know it, They can find that line And they can step over it Whenever they yeah. want
1: And these Like the bands Like Like Crap Factory We're talking about Some pretty Pretty extreme Uh Subgenre genre metal, uh, avenues of metal, yeah. you know, it's not just your typical run-of-the-mill Metallica, Iron Maiden, and stuff like these guys, it's, you're down into the grindcore, uh, gore grind, slam, fucking death metal, old-school death metal, black and death metal, yeah. black metal, grindcore, uh, doom, you know, it's all and there's like porno grind and there's dude like the, the, especially the whole grindcore thing Yeah, you could break that down like 50 times and it just keeps on getting more ridiculous but these some of those bands are fucking killer and it's it's like mm-hmm. so, it's, some of them it sucks because a lot of them don't ever get noticed just for that style because yeah. it's so extreme in one avenue yeah. one 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 genre you know um, that it, it takes a lot for them to be noticed but you just gotta go to the shows and keep up with like the the, um, the scene of it, and like watch for flyers and go to the shows, and you'll see all of a sudden this a band pop up on a on a flyer that you're going to a show for. Never heard of them. Yeah. You check them on. You're like, oh fuck, these guys are awesome. Oh shit, they're from Joliet or Chicago. Yeah. You know, like it's it's kind of how you know, just the
0: territory of it. You know? Well, and I want I want to talk about a couple of things that were that you kind of just brought up uh, as far as genre goes. Now, you're you're currently in three different bands: F and Epic, Dead and Buried, Extraction Point. Genre of music for each of those—is it the same or are they different? So, God, it's—it's it's
1: like asking anybody that's in a band to tell them to define themselves. Yes. It's it's—I
0: uh, <laughs> know that—that that, I'm going to ask you to do it, and I know it's going to be difficult. Uh, but if you just—just just the simplest genre you had to just pick. Up. I really couldn't. Like, it would just be called
1: heavy metal slash death metal, I guess.
0: So, a would lot, all three be people, the same?
1: I, to to a lot of people that don't listen to yeah. it. They would listen to all three bands and be like, "It's all the same stuff." Okay, but really, it's because the vocals. The vocals. Once you have heavy and hard vocals, like people usually define, "Oh, that's death metal," that's death metal. But now, there's hard vocals on stuff that really isn't brutal music, and it's making it work. Like so, a lot of these newer, uh, modern metal bands. I don't really know what else to define them as, but they got heavier vocals on stuff on on on. Uh, instrumentals that's aren't really that crazy and brutal. Yeah. It's making it work just more, almost like a, like a hardcore feel to it, you know, just more emotion to it, you know, like yeah. and, and vice versa. There's extreme music now that has chorus, like clean choruses being sung and, you know, it's and I don't know, I'm kind of running off the rails here, but <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. It's it's it, everything's kind of blending, and like I was saying earlier about the genres breaking down, like they're all breaking down and
2: they're all
0: getting interwoven. Yeah. Well, know, like. let's focus on vocals then, because I mean that's that's where you live when it comes to your bands. Yeah. You're, you're the you're the front man. You're the singer. I don't do anything else. Band.
1: I've never learned any instrument. <laughs>
0: so if uh, and I've been listening to a lot of Extraction Point over the last week, and the one thing I kind of learned, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this. But the one thing I kind of noticed that was different from Extraction Point to FNF <coughs> is that with Extraction Point, I could kind of understand the words a little bit. Like it was almost like there was a slight more enunciation. With Extraction came, Point. With Extraction Point. Now, is is that correct? Like, am I am I thinking that completely wrong? Or? No, no,
1: you're right. Because okay. I did want to come into that more like a, a hate breed kind of feel, gotcha. like Jamie Jocelyn He kind of just has like an angry voice, and you can understand what he's saying. F and epic, I definitely was doing more of a growl. Um, now, like Extraction Point, I'm doing way heavier. Like this next album that's going to come out, is the the music and the vocals, everything's going to be heavier and much more aggressive. It's like it's uh, it's going to take another turn. But uh, I did I did do F and epic heavier. I do remember that Extraction Point, I went lighter. And also, I go back and hear some of the songs. And I'm like man I wish I went heavier you know like yeah. Yeah.
0: now see how did so do you prefer it that way like would you rather all three have its own different sound different rhythm or is it easier for you just to be like listen I sing for three different bands at the same time it's easier for me to just make everything sound the same now not so much the music but when it comes vocally I'd rather sing the same way that way it doesn't get confusing or messed up um, honestly, it's, it's, man, it's, it's tough, because
1: it's, I've reached a point, I don't know, my lifestyles and everything, it's like, I almost have to push it hard for every band now, you yeah. know, and it's like, I'm almost like, I'm almost doing pretty much the same style. Yeah, there's certain things I do, uh, it's hard to explain, different kind of licks and different kind of accents, you know, maybe some more kind of chorus, or like, it's it's all of them have their own kind of feel, but for the most part, it's gonna sound the same yeah. to anybody else that's listening to it. You know, like um, it's 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 hard to say because it's I, I think I think I know I feel like I'm doing something differently sometimes, but I know it's just being heard as the same. Um, do I want to keep it like that? I think so. Okay. I think because now I'm learning, especially with vocals in this, like you learn, I'm no master at my craft by any means, dude. Like there, there's there's so much better out there. Some of these younger kids coming up, man, I hear them, I'm like, holy shit. And we're talking some pretty brutal guttural vocals, you know, like uh, like for example, Lorna Shore or Arc Like these guys are probably around my age, if not younger, Lorna Shore has crazy deep guttural vocals and just, it sounds like something out of this world. And then Spire sounds like the rough, brutal death metal metal, but he's fast like Buster Rhymes dude. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like sounds like that. I'm just like holy shit. And that's what I think too. Is like metal will keep, it'll keep evolving and getting farther and farther. Like because now you look at like when people in my generation and kids growing up, what we had to grow up on. Now, now, this kid's growing up. Their first music now is the most extreme shit that's out there.
2: Yeah. So they're only going
1: to want to build on that, and like you know, it's gonna. There's a joke that uh, someone was saying. Like, <laughs> it was actually Travis from the Black Dollar Murder. i seen him on some video. He was saying, "You know, metal metal is going to get so advanced that in the future only a computer can listen to it." Like, <laughs> which I can kind of see that because there's so much additives now, especially to writing and recording and so many programs that yeah. people can make their shit sound. You can go, you can make your fucking basement sound like a professional studio that's paid 500 bucks an hour for. It. You know, oh. like it's, shit's coming out there now, and it's another, it's, it's getting saturated, very saturated because of reasons like that. But I think, hell, if you can create something cool, you might not tour with it, but if you create something cool, put it out there, make a couple albums, get some kind of underground following, yeah.
0: It's, it's the fun of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, for so, like, yeah, for someone like me who's not ingrained into this community or you know the, the fan base that is meta, in your opinion, what what is the, the 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 fascination with it? Like what like what draws people to enjoy your type of music? Um. I guess what what do you into I think I think
1: honestly the energy, man, yeah. and um. Especially, for one, dude, countless times, I've, I've got a lot of friends that aren't really into death metal and heavy shit like that, and then they come out to a show, or we go to see a show together, and they come out to see me play or whatever, and they're like, dude, that really changed my view on this, like, yeah. it, it is way better live, I'm like, yeah, because it's a whole feeling, like, you see the crowd, everybody's amped up, and it's a brotherhood about it, man. Like, like especially in the mosh pits, like people fall down, they pick you up. Everyone makes sure you're alright. There's no bullshit going on. Like, I hate to talk shit about other genres, but there's no big fucking fights breaking out like rap shows and shit like that. You know, like there's no, there's none of that bullshit going on. Everybody, you step into that venue and there's a metal show going on, you're just as well invited with everybody else. Yeah, there's some grumpy looking people. <laughs> some crazy looking people you yeah. know it might be a little standoffish but everybody's loving dude it's like it's it's like literally like it's a hippie community like hippie music yeah but just metal and extreme and everything's kind of okay. in your face but in a good way
0: <laughs> so so the perception that people have is saying like if you're going to a death metal concert you could die because you can be trampled you could be not like that it, it could happen but it doesn't happen at every single show, every definitely single time? Definitely not, definitely okay. not.
1: Like, I, I think the only things that you would hear something like that is like a big outdoor Slayer yeah.
0: Fest,
1: you know, like, uh...
0: Yeah, I think, there was a, I think there was one video I actually like looked on YouTube. I was like watching, uh, like, I don't know, like, uh, I think it was like artists standing up for their like fans or something like that. And I want to say it was like maybe Killswitch, Killswitch Engage. <coughs> i think it was them there's like a match going on at their show and they literally stopped the show because some someone was getting knocked yeah. over
2: <laughs> yeah
0: and i was like you know that's pretty cool and like you know it has, i think it's watching stuff like that talking to you about it where it's like you know maybe like these things aren't all about you know satanic death and you know like you know trying to resurrect there, no. the
1: devil and there is don't get me wrong there is yeah like the the Sweden and Finland, the Scandinavian uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: black metal scene. To like when that first broke out, they were burning churches and killing, like taking each other out, like gang, like like rap members, like really? East Coast, West Coast. Like there was there were people convincing each other to fucking commit suicide. People going, "Well, let me help you die or go to like." It got pretty extreme. Yeah. Like some some of the black metal, which I it's I love. It's it's some of the fastest shit and like. It's such a it's a weird feeling because a lot of it has like almost like um, organs okay. playing in the background. There's a lot. It's very atmospheric feeling, you know. Uh, but a lot of the black metal, that's where you get a lot of the satanic shit, yeah. the, the the extreme racist hate shit, you know. like it's 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 there. But a lot of that once once a band comes out penned like that, mm-hmm. you're almost blackballed. Like you're not gonna get into shows, you're not gonna get into venues. There'll be a tour going around, and oh, can you support us and hit on a couple shows?
0: No, you'll get
1: blackballed right away. Sometimes it's it's fucked up.
0: Yeah, I remember. uh, I don't know if you ever watched this TV show. Trust me, this is relevant. Uh, The TV show Bones, an old like TV show about forensic science and FBI. Yeah, yeah. So they had one episode where it was like some kind of like death metal band where this dude like I think, I, I know which episode like, you're cut talking his throat, about like it was like, <laughs> supposed to be like a fake knife but it wasn't and like you know in his mind is like hey if I died that'd be even better for the band and legacy and he's oh, like yeah. you ever come across people who are like no, that no no dude okay. see that's
1: playing on that's just Hollywood. that's playing on the
0: older aspect gotcha like,
1: when it was very theatrical and everything was so extreme and like these bands like, did almost like stage acts and everything, kind of like, like the Shock value, like Marilyn yeah. and you know. It was, for the most part, it's all a show, like, and you don't see that now. Now it's like, these people we're playing these shows with, they're just everyday dudes. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, we're all probably a bunch of stoners and probably <laughs> got some other chemical addictions but it's just like we're all pretty much good people and yeah go to work you know like you can't quit your day job for anything like, unless you're like metallica slayer lamb of god pantera big bands like that where you this is your living you can make god. a dollar you can pay your way for the most part even even lamb of god when they were still fucking on their like third or fourth big album they still had jobs you know like yeah money's good sitting good yeah. but you still had to go to work you know yeah. like
0: now, how how big is compared to all across? Let's just say the United States. Where would you rank, like the Midwest, when it comes to metal music? Because you would assume it's rock and roll, country music, and stuff. But Midwest is huge. It's dude, huge. It's huge. Chicago is huge for metal, dude. Uh,
1: so you got. You got the East Coast, which is huge. You got the West Coast, which is huge. You got the Midwest, and then like the Southeast, like Florida, around there. Nothing else. There's no other really big concentration, okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's everywhere. There's 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 little scenes everywhere, but it's like for what's really hitting hard, I say East Coast, West Coast, yeah. Midwest, and Florida.
0: Yeah, and and I look at like again, like you know, with the show you have coming up this Saturday, uh, Friday, and Saturday. But also, like, a lot of the other shows you do, you got a show coming up in June, a show in July. Yeah. Um, it seems the unique thing that comes to the metal shows. And I don't know if it's just the ones that I've seen with you in it, but it's never just you. It's always 3 to 5 or to even 30 that's going to happen this weekend. Yeah. Now, why is it that, like, you could go to a one-band show all night at one bar for, like, country music, for rock music, cover bands... But when it comes to metal music, it seems to almost be a festival every single time with three, five, seven bands. So,
1: like, the standard usually for a metal show is at least three, three to five. Depending on the venue, where it's at, what time everything's going down, five can be too much sometimes. Um, I think the reasoning to that is a lot of these bands are not super super well known gotcha and uh for one I think people get tired so say so there's gonna be like one really well known band in Chicago they're still underground but they're they're well known you know they're gonna headline a show and now there's they're going to stack up maybe two or three local openers that there's been a buzz about people have been talking about them promoters start searching out these bands and check out their page to see if they're really serious about it hey we got this opening do you guys want to play for these guys they're coming through on tour or whatever like that's where you catch your break that's how you get noticed uh, But i think it's because a lot of people don't know your stuff okay so they only put you up for a little bit it's kind of like you're getting little previews of each band, and then you get the headliner band that'll play for an hour and a half, you know. Uh, as far as country and, and and bigger rock bands and cover bands especially, a big bar can book one band, pay one band, deal with one sound guy, and they'll have music set for four or five hours. That's why they usually get paid more, too. When it comes metal, a lot of these guys, a lot of us, don't really have that much material. You know, you do, but... You can play songs, but and then you start getting to the point where it's like, all right, the the crowd's obviously kind of tired, nobody's paying attention to you. You say you got six more songs? No. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's why a lot of metal shows, it's like, you get 30 to 40 minutes, start the show at 8 o'clock, book three or four bands, change over time, you know, and it's, everybody gets a little piece that's, so oh, check that band out, I kind of like them, and you go buy their merch, talk with them, and engage with them, then you start following around and hearing other songs, and same thing with all the other bands that play, like, it's, it's that's how you kind of, people get a taste of it all, you know, and then, and then, of course, you start seeing, like, other flyers, like, pop up, and to be like, oh yeah, that band. I just seen those guys the other week, and they were fucking cool. I'm gonna go check them out. You know, like it's that's because you get a little taste of everything that's out there. You know. Yeah. But that's that's dude. Ever since I've ever been playing, this any show has always had two or three other bands playing. It's just kind of what the what you do with. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now this may be a dumb question, but I got to ask it because I'm curious. <coughs> uh, so, lead singer. You know you you're doing what you're doing your voice the way you're singing throughout the entire song
2: yeah
0: I don't like alter it or do, whatever you're doing to your, it's clearly you you're talking now fine you're not talking like you're singing yeah okay so when it comes to doing that to your voice it's rough I, I can I mean that's fair to say right
1: yeah yeah so good. when it
0: comes to these shows do you want to be the 30 minute opener or do you want to be the hour-long uh, headliner
1: that's the thing too. Like that's why a lot of death metal has short yeah. sets. It's because you can't you can't go up. People can do it, no doubt, but you can't do two hours fucking yeah. twenty nights in a row. You know, you can't do that. You know. There's people out there that can. Um, I used to always say back in the day you know, getting started like the drinking and smoking added to the gravel and it did. Mm-hmm. But now it's really catching up with me, man. And it's like, I'm, I'm struggling at practice. I know the shows. Everybody says like, oh, you're fine. You're doing good. You're, you sound normal. It's like, but I know internally that it's like, I'm not a hundred percent where I was at, you know? So it's just something that kind of comes with time. And it's, I think it's that it's a lot of practice in just the years. It's like, I got to stop smoking, stop drinking, take care of it because it does, take a lot and it does yeah. fuck your throat up dude like I, after this weekend I'll be playing Friday night probably partying all night and then playing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon the next day I'm gonna be shot after yeah. smoking and drinking and like it just all that like
0: all right well I'm gonna ask a question that may throw a dark cloud over this and then we're gonna get into some origins about uh, extraction point dead and buried what happens when that time comes with your voice
1: Dude, I've already—I've been thinking about it for years and years. Like, it's just kind of
0: like you can it, still do music.
1: Yeah, but it'll be different. I'd have yeah. to find another venue or another another avenue how to do that. Uh, it would, and I don't know. It would hit me hard because just knowing that it's something that I love so much, you yeah. know. But and you've been doing it for how long now? God, dude. Uh, I was 20 years old, I'll be 37 this January. So
0: so nearly two decades. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and solid. Always had at least one project going, if not multiple, you know, Mm -hmm. never had. That's the thing too, I'm just getting burnt out on on the band practices all the fucking time. (laughs) And like, no matter where I turn around, it's like, oh, we gotta be over here, oh, we need money for this, and oh, we gotta practice this Sunday, right? It's like, (laughs) I gotta clear Sundays, and certain days I can't plan on doing anything else. oh, sorry guys, I got a band practice. Yes. You know, like, that sucks, you know. As much as you love the stage aspect of it and getting all the glory and getting done with the show and walking around the bar the the, the venue and having people come up and be like, oh, dude, that was fucking awesome, that's great, like, let me buy some of your stuff, sign my CD, all that. It's a lot of pain and agony and work just to have fun like that, dude. You know, it is. It's time, money, you know, it's, the shit that you'll never ever get back, you know. It's yeah.
0: Well, it's like, and I, and I know I made the reference back in 2016. It's like, it's like I mean, like because I do this podcast and I do the podcast about pro wrestling, and to listen to the stories about how those independent wrestlers talk about the travel, you know, wrestling a show 100 miles away for 20 bucks, shit like that. Yeah. It sounds very similar to when it comes to musicians and yeah. singing stuff. Like you want to do everything you can to make that dream the best you can.
2: Yeah.
0: I I
1: love the meme. I see it here and there. It's like, Today's Musicians summed up. It says driving a $500 vehicle with $500 worth of gear inside for 500 miles for Mm -hmm. a show that pays 50 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, it's it's just how you do it, dude. Yeah.
0: I remember a guy telling me that he once traveled from here to, uh, to Minnesota for because uh, and they don't sometimes they don't know what they get paid. He drove all the way up there. to even get booked. Just got a oh hot dog, got a hot dog and ha, a coke. Ha. Just driving, and the only thing he was able to do is to set up his uh, his merchandise table and sell some merch. Yep, even you if know. you sell that, dude. Yeah. There's countless
1: times, dude, countless times. <coughs> if you calculate <coughs> the gas money we burnt as a whole, yeah. get into a show, the money that you spend at the show, drinks, food, whatever, don't sell merch, don't think any, make any money at the door, there's ten people that showed up for the last band and there's, there's two bands away from you, nobody's there, you just kind of played, set up all your shit, went through everything, went through the motion of everything for nothing. And dude, it's just, it's the name of the game. Right, yeah, it's gotta
0: it's, be rough, you know, because like, I mean, it doesn't matter if there's ten people or a thousand people. You gotta give them the same energy. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
1: I will say this: it's a lot easier to have that energy reciprocated when you see it out in, this, out in the crowd, and like, then you're on stage, like, fuck yeah, people are eating this yeah. up. Then you're like, okay. But when there's nobody out there, it's really hard to give it hundred percent on stage. It's like,
2: all right, who's ready?
0: <laughs> oh, <You know, like laughs> well, yeah, man. So we talked about FN Epic. You guys started out. You were, you were friends from high school. Uh, your brother joined up uh, after college. Yeah. Uh, where has FN Epic been since
2: 2016?
0: Um, I know the pandemic has kind of screwed up a lot of things for a lot of people.
1: But uh, like, what has been going on with FN Epic? I want to say at 2016... Uh, Gore was still in the band, I believe. Uh, yeah, so it has been a while. So yeah, so we were we were going pretty strong playing shows. It was my brother Travis on drums, Drew on bass guitar, Eric Gore guitar. We had Brad Cross there for a while, but he got busy with family, which you know of course happens. He had to go and so then we were just a four-piece, and then me on vocals. We were running pretty good like that, uh, and then same thing with Gore. And again, no harm, no foul. You know, it's like he's he, he had his life, he had his wife, he had his he had his company, uh, had kids. You know, he had three boys for three years. That's a handful and a half, dude. Like he's just pretty much laid it out. So like, I can't. I'm not gonna be able to do this, guys. I don't want to hold you back. You know, we all understood. It's. We appreciate the time that we had together, you know, and memories that we'll never forget, you know? Yeah. Um, at that time, it was just the three of us. Drew said that he was gonna pick up guitar, and he started playing guitar, and then we got uh, our friend Dave Lorbach, who we all went to high school with. He was a little bit older than us. He's actually the guy that got me the job where I'm at now. Um, he picked up bass, and it took some time uh, for all of us, kind of get used to the new notion of it all, because it, it did. We did take on a different sound. Yet again, going back to the genre thing, it probably sounds the same, but we definitely feel like like we changed. We got a lot more groovier, a lot more modern sounding and weird off timing stuff, yeah. you know. Um, and so that's we pretty much. And then we, we wrote another album, so that would be the second under F and Epic. The first one had the one lineup. The second one has the new lineup. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, we went to do the, that came out right when fucking COVID hit, our second album, Exploit This. Um, so, it we, we took a long time. Usually, like, when you're in a metal band or any band, really, you kick out, in your underground band, you kick out an album, you have, like, an album release party. Yeah. Where you usually do somewhere kind of in your hometown where you get a lot of people to come out or some bar that's known for having shows as close. Um we never really got a chance to do that so some time went by the COVID shit and nobody's really having shows which jump tracks a little bit extraction points to busy somehow through all of it but F and Epic didn't um and now after never really releasing the second album officially if we had one show at the Looney Band it didn't really go over well and it wasn't really advertised as our release show you know just yeah. like, you know and now pretty much the guys have been writing like crazy we got enough material for like another half album and it's like we didn't really nobody really knows our second album stuff yet you know like <laughs> um, but yeah so it's we're still getting together uh, I will say the three guys drew Dave and uh, my brother Travis they definitely get together a lot more than me getting over there just busy. Yeah. Life, work, house, girlfriend, other bands. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. So, I know like a lot of your shows that you do are more up north.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: The festival that you're going to do is more out west, west of Peoria, almost near Iowa. Yeah. So, we grew up in a small town. We both grew up in the same yeah, small town. Yeah, damn sure. This area isn't really like metal fan, like like Phil. I don't want to say friendly, but like you don't get a lot of metal fans out in this area. Um,
1: Pilsen, not so much. Yeah. Nantino, not so much. Uh, Kankakee, there is a little bit of a scene, kinda. Um, it definitely is more urbanized. Uh, Joliet definitely yeah. has a scene. Chicago has a scene. All surrounding suburbs of Chicago have their own scene. Uh, it's, it's just pretty much what's popular. If it's some like this is a small farming community, you know. Yeah, if you don't got cowboy
0: boots on and no. talking about you know <laughs> drinking a Bud Light on a tractor with yeah. your girlfriend, maybe like you're gonna lose people. Yeah. <clears throat> like I mean, like I mean, I, like said, <clears throat> I I've never been a big metal fan, but I like the music you put out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't see it being at the Will County Fair on a Saturday night. You never know. <laughs> you never
1: know. Dude, we but, play it here uh, a few times, and it's it's. Dicky's he's nice enough to let us play and you yeah. know she gets a kick because she knows we're all good guys you know and all sweet and caring and whatnot mm-hmm. she's like she's laughing though. she's like but when you get on stage it's like all oh, you guys look like a bunch of motherfuckers i love it she's just <laughs> but you know what though a lot of people your typical patrons here i like yeah. on uh, a lot of them didn't know that they knew us personally from just hanging out but it's like we get on stage and a lot of them didn't know, and dude, for the most part, people got a kick out of it, you know? Like, they're always like, they're all smiling, like, you know, it's not really our thing, but like, you guys are really good, it's kinda cool to see something yeah. different come through, you know? Yeah. Cause you think, a bar like around here, anywhere in these small, it's like, all covers, it's gonna be country, or classic rock yeah. covers, oh, yeah. or something. You think it's gonna be one band, a bunch of older guys, you gotta jam out for like four or five hours, you know? And then we come on, it's like, holy shit, like, they're, they're really doing this here? Like,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, as we sit here, you got MC Hammer playing in the background right, 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 right. now. You got to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about that and Barry. I think that's the one I know the least about. Uh, <clears throat> where, where did it start? Where did you come in on it? Where is it at today? So... Dead and
1: Buried is my friend Matt Lunsford and Matt Allison. They were in a band together called No Conviction out of Chicago. Kind of, it was heavy, aggressive, fast, kind of very Pantera-esque, kind of more like a southern fried metal feel to it, you know. Um, No Conviction ended up splitting ways and then they had a, a few songs ready to go already recorded with guitar and drums. And then lunch for, this is after I was already in Extraction Point and this kind of started some drama sorry guys if you're gonna listen but <laughs> uh, I've always had a few projects you know Yeah. at the time I was in God Dementia and FN Epic FN Epic wasn't doing much God Dementia was pretty much not doing much and then Rick got a hold of me to join Extraction Point so I joined Extraction Point at that time, God dementia was pretty much falling off, not doing anything. Epic was practicing, but not really getting out and doing shows. I felt like I could still take out another band. I saw my friend Matt Munsford, He posted, "Hey, looking for a vocalist. Anyone want to hit me up? Let me know." I hit him up. He's like, "Hell yeah, dude!" He's like, "I know you got the chops. Let's do this." And we started jamming, and then we got a bass player, Javier. He's from like the Aurora area and we've been jamming, and we went in, so they had those five, they had five songs recorded with guitars and drums just laid down. And then me and we went up to the recording studio up in Zion at Mercenary Studios.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then we did the bass tracks and laid vocal tracks and kicked that EP out. It's just self-titled, dead and buried, but I feel like it's definitely, um, it's more death metal, it's more edgy, more aggressive. and Epic's kind of groovy, low, more chunkier. Extraction Point it hits all genres. Yeah. It's all over the place. This one, then Marriage, more focused, more brutal. Every song, tu, 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 you yeah. know, it's heavy. You know. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's more my style. That's yeah. more my cup of tea. You know.
0: Like I, I'm trying to remember because like those, I I want to say it was about a year ago. Um, you emailed me a bunch of different songs from I think all three of your bands. I think Denbury was one. Of I them. did, yes, yeah. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got us a couple CDs in the car if you want.
1: I want I, up, nobody... I want everything. Okay. Right I, on, I want everything. Right on, dude. I get you. I
0: got uh, FN epic and uh, Denbury. Those two oh, that yeah. you don't got. Yeah, yeah. I want those. Um, the one thing again, and I want, I want to go back to listening to Extraction Point on YouTube. Listening to your uh, your disc, your CD that you guys have uploaded on there. I think when it comes to extraction point compared to F and Epic, the extraction point songs seem a little bit slower, methodical. The extraction ones? Yeah.
1: Then F and Epic? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely it seems more deeper, melodic. Yeah. The like
0: deeper, slower. The structure of it all.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um there are some songs, yes. And when Extraction Point came out, when I joined those guys. Um we went. I went. They went into the practice with them, and uh, each song that they had was almost like they had one that was like this shot, and they had it was all very old school, basic. They had like we they, they called this one Slayer, and they called this one uh More and they called this one like uh, as a, a ball thrower, mm-hmm. you know, just because it sounded like. I think that was very constructing the basics of what we're wanting to do. Uh, some of the songs I don't like, playing anymore because they seem so basic.
2: Yeah. Because we're playing,
1: like, pretty extreme guys that, like, up next to them will be like, you know, and then we're like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, it's basic, you know, like, and it almost is like that too where it's like a fucking competition now with everybody. It's like they're playing to just outdo the band before them. like Yeah. Like, even if it makes sense in the smallest amount of way or anyway whatsoever, it's like they're just check this out. And just, it's like uh, they call it a wank off. <laughs> like everybody's wanking off on their guitars, going too crazy, looking at the crowd like, "Dude, look at me. Do you see what I'm doing?" Like,
2: <laughs> but it's yeah.
1: I don't know, man. It's
0: it's goofy. <laughs> but, but currently. All three bands. You're working with all of them. CDs are coming out. Songs are being made. Yep. To, uh, extraction point. You have a new bassist. That's, uh, you guys. You guys announced it. Uh, she's starting in July. Tell me a little bit about her. How you got connected with her? So. Uh, Jesse. I, I don't know
1: the last name. But uh, McAlpin. Uh, yeah. she. She's been in the scene for a long time. Everybody's known her. Uh, she's been in a few different bands, Radio Creeps, which actually I've Epic played a couple shows with. Um, kind of been out of the scene for a little while for a few years, which you know everybody's, you know, no harm, no foul. Again, yeah. it's just, uh, just something that she had to do. Um, now she's getting back, and our our, our current bass player Rob Hicks. He bowed down, which is, again, no harm, no foul, like we all understood, he's got family stuff going on, you know, like work, he's got three kids too, you know, yeah. like it's, it gets tough, you can't do this stuff, and now we're kind of hush-hush, but we're getting into a contract deal with a record label, and now it's like the guy's saying he's gonna, he's gonna devote so much money, but it's it's to help with us and push us. But when they, when they say it's like, hey, we gotta, big show up in Milwaukee on a Wednesday night we gotta go you know we gotta go do that we can't We can't keep backing out the shows if they're offered cause then he's gonna take his money out and be like sorry guys you know yeah. it's, we need that backing but he's gonna help us but it's kinda like when he says jump we gotta say how high you know and which is understandable like he's not wanting really any cut of anything uh,
2: uh,
1: it's I think it's something very good but that's one thing that's, like, what came up. And I think that was uh, personally and never really talked to any of the guys. or talked to Rob but himself. But, like, that's so I think it's, it was kind of like, all right, I can't do this. So I'm going to hold you guys back. And, you know, we're going to get a big show offer and I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, and that's, I think, something's on everybody's mind that's ever in a band. It's like everybody's got their schedules and, and, and home life. And yeah. it's got to be you gotta be able to drop that, you know, you gotta be able to disappear for a few weekends in a row, you know, you gotta, if you got a family, it's, it's tough, you know, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah.
2: So, so she
1: came along, uh, Rob Serrano, our drummer, and Rick Lancaster, uh, lead guitar, for Extraction Point, they uh, were starting to scout around and hit her up, and she agreed, and she's been learning the songs, Came into practice a few times and I think she's gonna do good. We're looking at a good energy here. Uh, Finish up the second album and uh, hopefully have the second album out by summer. It'll probably be late summer, but you know how that goes. (laughs) No matter how much time, how much you think you're ready, you still wanna go back and fix shit, you know.
0: So is she gonna be the, the first female band member that you've worked with, like ever? Yes that yeah. yep.
1: No, not as like a permanent band thing. Uh, our friend Holly, she came up for a trash point one. It was uh, it was like a farewell show for one of our buddies that passed away. And Rob Serrano and Holly and him Randy that passed away. <coughs> they had uh, Chicago Metal Alliance. <coughs> Which is just like a promotion company kind of thing. They just kind of help push bands out. Help like kind of street team, you know, like get the, get the word out. Uh, he passed away. They had a going like a farewell show for him at Sugar Skull up in Franklin Park, and we did. Uh, I'm gonna fucking lose it. I forget the name of the song, but uh, we did a song in memoration of him, and she got up and sang with me. Uh, there's been other other times where uh, chicks would jump up on stage or grab the microphone, but it's been nothing that I don't know. It's
0: have a go, guys. How's uh how's the growth been in the metal community with more female artists? Like has it has definitely been, definitely
1: okay. yeah. There's dude, there's chicks, especially Chicago dude. There's there's a whole bunch from out there now, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool, you know. Uh, not like it's ever been a problem, but you know, it's uh, just to see them getting out and playing and doing what they love to do. And uh, do you see
0: it more instrumental or more vocal? Uh, I uh, both, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. because um, like when, because like when, when I think about like metal female singers, I'd say more so instrumental. Instrumental, yeah. Cause the only yeah. one, the only one I can think of, and I know there's so many more out there, but the only one I can think of is Nico Vega.
1: Oh, uh, dude, there's you got to look at Ginger. <coughs> uh, this band called Spirit Boxer. <coughs> it's kind of more, definitely more modern sounding yeah. and more emotional metal. You know, like I said, all those subgenres of it. But there's there's some of these chicks out there that fucking. They fucking blow me out of the water, dude. They blow like a lot of fucking dudes out of the water. Like, they got some deep ass fucking vocals, dude. Like, Arch Enemy, she's got sick vocals. Um, And it's just, I'd say, I'd notice more of them, more chicks come out doing vocals at like bigger bands where you see, oh, this one's making a big sink from California or whatever. Yeah. A, a, A newer band. It's out called Dying Oh. They got a chick singer, they're blowing up right now, and I'm not sure where they're from, but I'd say Chicago, I'd, I'd notice more playing bass, playing guitar, you know, not so much vocals, especially for death metal. Yeah. There's a few out there, uh, but I don't know, it's kind of few and far between, you know. Yeah. Now, has, has it,
0: because it, it, I don't know. Like, when do you think it started? Like, when did you think women started getting more involved in metal music?
1: Oh, hell. God, that's a tough question. Um, well, they've always been involved The metal. is like if the broad term of metal. Yeah. You think back, like, the 80s hair band shit. It's like, it's always girls, girls, girls. My, like, I, wanna,
0: I wanna focus just on the music you guys, like, definitely. So, like I, don't, like, I don't want to, I mean, because if you want to look at, you can look at Joe Jett as being some kind of metal. Right. And stuff like yeah. that, but I want to focus on, like, like even, not even Evanescence, because that's I, I think that's more like, what, goth rock or whatever. But, like, when you look at, when you look at, like, a band like, let's say, Gore, uh, Hatebreed, shit like that. Like, for females to be involved in that, when did that almost become, like, less of a shock that, you know, here's an all-female band, you know, who's singing the same shit that we are that we never would thought would be possible. Right.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't think there's really anything to bookmark or, like, tribute to a certain event or or time. Um, Just slowly tripled in. Yeah, man. Like, they, they, I mean, chicks have always been at all the metal shows, all yeah. the death metal shows. They've always been there. And then I'd say definitely after 2000, okay. I'd say... Uh, where you started just saying, oh shit, that's a chick. Okay, you know, like, just being able to do those kind of vocals, too. Yeah. That's, that's that's something, too. Um.
0: So when it comes to, like, let's say, like, the underground or the indie, like, music area, uh, area, it's probably a lot more predominant because I can't think of, like, the mainstream music groups where, like, you can list off, like, female groups from the 2000s.
1: Yeah, definitely not. But yeah. this
0: era, like this area, like Chicago, uh, Wisconsin, whatever, like if you go to a, 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 a metal show where it has three to five real bands, it wouldn't be surprising to see a bassist or a female lead singer. Definitely not. Definitely not.
1: No, no, no. no it's uh, definitely much more common now. Uh, mm-hmm. Not like there's anything ever to hide from. I think it's just kind of a modern thing now. You know, yeah. like it's just... It's like, yeah, people People don't care who, what you are, what you look like, what you do. As long as you show up to band practice, put in your two cents, do your work, do your homework at home, you know, practicing songs not just at band practice. Uh, you're a contributing member. Uh, you can make tours. You can make the shows. You can, you're you not a pain in the ass. You're not, oh, yeah, we can go out for a weekend, but I'm going to be bumming money the whole time, too. Not like that. Like. If you got the chops, you can do what you gotta do, what the band's want you to do. There's, dude, there's tons of bands too. It's like, nobody's, there's bands, you're not tight-tight, you know? It's like, you all know, You have a passion for it, and this is, you put in the work, the driving time, the practice time, um, the money to buy a gear, you yeah. know? Uh, and it's just like, it's something, and it all pays off when you're on stage. It all pays off when people start listening to music. It all pays off when, you start getting a following, and, and there's people waiting at the doors for you, waiting for the doors to open up, because you go on second or third, and people want to be there to make sure that they didn't miss you, you know, like, that's 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 when it starts paying off, you know, like.
0: Now, we talked a little bit uh, earlier, actually before recording, we talked a little bit about songwriting, creating lyrics and stuff like that for songs, and you, you, you do a large chunk of that.
1: Yeah. Across yeah. all
0: three bands. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how difficult is it knowing that you're writing multiple songs from multiple bands at the same time? I there, do get moment? tunnel
1: vision where it's like I start writing about the same shit. Yeah. Different words, different phrases, different. But a lot of it's kind of uh, very uh, vengeful, kind of hateful, powerful, kind of uh, uh, like, overcoming. And then, that, then I also get like the dark despair kind of like emptiness kind of shit you know like lonely and you know just cold feeling you know like how dark the world really is and how fucked up mankind really is and you know so, like
0: so has like let's say let's say the last four years has that really helped with uh, writing music yeah tune for <laughs> dead and buried uh
1: They had one of the songs on the EP that they already had the guitars and drums recorded. I wrote lyrics to it, and I call it Violent Pandemic, and we wrote that like winter 19 going into 20. yeah. And then all that shit broke out, and it's like, and all the misinformation and all that shit. That's pretty much what the song Violent Pandemic's about, is like a pandemic, a violent pandemic of people lashing out. Aggressively and violently, mm-hmm. and being lied to—yeah, like that's what you're running on, you know. Like it's a violent pandemic, you know. It's yeah.
0: well. So like um, I, I was listening to uh, again, like I was—I was looking up a bunch of Attraction like, point shit because I wanted to try to see if I could figure out as much as I can about your band going into this interview. And there was um, <laughs> there was a show. I'm not sure how well known it is. I never heard about it. That's called like Thrash or Trash. Yes.
1: Okay. Extraction Point was on
0: there. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, yeah. And I can't remember the, the song it was, but it was a lot about... Force compliance. Yeah. yeah. And
1: that one definitely, yeah. That one was written for Extraction Point. That was written well into yeah. the, the 15 days, the curve that... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was definitely focused on <laughs> all that shit is like force you act out all their will, do as they say take the pill, yeah. force you things you won't believe, force compliance on your knees. Mm-hmm. You know now how
0: are choruses important when it comes to metal music? Uh I don't think I like in my <clears throat> mind I don't think too much of like there being a chorus when it comes to metal music. There usually is. Okay.
1: If you're looking for it you can you can it, it, like because all all the fucking uh all death metal, all metal, all something has a chorus. They might only hit it once, maybe twice, three times, maybe more. But like you could tell when because it, it's usually where the title of the song is thrown in, and it's more of a catchy part, kind of you know, like, um, yeah, force compliance. I repeat it a lot, but that was like, was, there's was like three choruses in that, and that's where, and it's. And, if you can call it the chorus, like it's not—it's a part in the song that we do three times. It's a really fast part, so it's not really chorus and groovy, but it's just—that's
0: where I repeated the lyrics.
1: At. And it's just
0: yeah. So if you had to—if you had to break down the structure of creating a song, creating music, lyrics, both all, of them, what comes first, the lyrics or the music? So,
1: um, I like to write music first. Okay. Cause then I can see where it's going and then I can add, it's pretty much, if you got like, a, or like, I could be like, or I could just be like, bark, bark, like, you know? Like, I follow, I follow the guitars and the drums. That's how I write, I think my pattern. It's like, I'll kind of just make noise
2: and kind of, I'll record
1: myself just making noise over them live in the practice spot. Then I'll go home and I'll kind of fit in syllables and make shit work yeah. like, on the punches, on the
0: hits, you know. Um, so how do the songs come to you? Is this like you're driving home from work one day and something pops into your head and you're like, you know what? I think that'd be a good wor- a, a good lyric in a chorus to a song. Let me write that down and I'll follow back up with it.
1: Honestly, dude. Honestly, God, is I kind of start barking. I kind of start saying gibberish, some stuff that makes sense, some stuff don't make sense. And then I kind of just, as I keep listening to it, I kind of, wherever I was just kind of kicking shit on my head and whatever kind of theme, I guess, kind of goes with it, that's how I kind of start basing around. And I like to base, I get a title and then I base the lyrics around the title. Okay. You know, like... uh,
0: So does the chorus come before the lyrics then? Or the lyrics come before the chorus?
1: The chorus comes whenever it comes in the song, how it's written. So, it could start with a chorus sometimes. But sometimes, like, if the chorus starts, it'll just be instrumental. And then you hear the chorus, and then you hit the verse, it's all driving and everything, and then the chorus will hit again. And that'll be music and lyrics. You know, and then you, because you hear the music from the intro, and then you hit the chorus again with lyrics, and everything else behind it, everyone's like, oh, okay. That's really, like, a way to, uh, Grab people, I think, and like uh, the, a really good way to write is um, thus the usage of chorus first,
0: yeah,
1: and like a simple, simplified version of it, and then hit your verse, or maybe even two verses, and then once you go back in that chorus, people hear it, but there's so much more behind it than, yeah. and it's there's a lot of music, a lot of metal coming out that way now, and I hear, it, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what they're gonna do, and you can almost, dude. Especially when it's like cookie cutter metal, I'll be watching it. Band I've never heard before, never seen before, never heard a single song, and I'll be watching it. And like, here's the drop, and that's like, oh, <laughs> you can call it out. You know exactly what we're gonna do next. You know, just because it's it's uh, what's it called? There's uh back of better words. There's uh, music theory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that's that's what it's called. Like, guess like knowing what should go where. You know, just because it it sounds right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when you sit there and you have, like, your lyrics written out, you got the song written out, you're like, this is perfect, I'm going to bring it to the band. Are you reading that out just normally, or are you doing your singing voice? Like, do you have to hear the song in your singing voice in order for the lyrics, the beat, and everything to make sense? Or can you just speak it out, like, you know, the rhythm's good, this will work,
2: this will flow?
0: It's kind of feeling it out, just kind of hearing it.
1: I definitely hear, like when I'm when I went in practice and we're writing a new song, and we're going about it, I'm just kind of like, they always say just ad-lib, and just, just jump in Like when we write the song. Because a lot of times too, if I feel something like that, like say they're they're jamming a chorus, they're playing, playing, and then the vocals kick in, and the way it's going, the choruses should stop, because I came in halfway, but really, we do half without vocals, half with vocals, yeah. and then hell, that's where that's when they when they were gonna stop originally. Mm-hmm. And then with the vocals, all, I'm like, no dude, go another one with vocals. And then so then it changes it sometimes, like with the vocals just hearing it, it's like, oh I'll definitely go one more, you know, like and that'll change up the writing of the song, but it's all for the better in the end, you know, like
0: So the process for you is the same across all three bands?
1: Pretty much. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Now,
0: is that you or is that just a norm?
1: Norm. Pretty much all three bands kind of work in a similar fashion where it's uh, um, we all kind of write together, <coughs> spend a lot of time working on shit, trying to get shit to sound right, get everybody playing the right stuff. <coughs> and then I'll come in and be like, all right, no, let's do this, do that. And even though I don't play, each band wants me, wants the input of like what I think would sound better. You know, or does this sound okay doing it this way, or, or vice versa. All
0: right, second annual Gord Camp Cannibal Cookout in January. Yes. <laughs> We're at the Willis Steel Corporation building. That's at 156 North Academy Street, <laughs> Galesburg, Illinois, May 6th and 7th. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how you got involved in this, how... You got lined up for this, uh, customer. Um. So this is the second year they're
1: doing it. Extraction Point played last year, but I believe it was only a one-day thing last year. This is the first time that they're doing two days. Um, Extraction Point played. It's it's the show's being put on by uh, Squash Tracks, which is by our friend Steve Squatch. He. Uh, it's like a promotional company. He, he works with a lot of death metal bands, setting them shows, bands are on tours. He gets other bands to kind of fill in, you know, like if they got a date here, hey, we need a couple more bands, he helps out. And just pretty much just a PR company. And then Necro Productions, which is kind of run by my friend Bernie. Who will, He'll be playing in a few bands there too, Celestial Serpent and Ancient Entities. Um, it's being put on these guys, and uh, pretty much, like I was saying earlier, it's all networking. These guys—they, everybody knows a lot of people. These bands aren't just from Illinois; their bands all come from the whole Midwest, coming to this
2: thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, I saw that, like on, on some of the lists that were posted on the event page. You're looking at Ohio, Indiana, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, Cannibal Cookout, Jamboree. <laughs> Like, what's how it got there? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like this guy said, like, okay, I want to do a second annual. Obviously, we're gonna do some gore music, but we need to do something like really, really evil Cannibal cookout. But we need to lighten it up a little bit with a little Ford fucking jamboree in there, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, right, right, dude. It's, it's, the whole gore camp, too. Like, it's <coughs> gore camp, cannibal cookout, jamboree. Like... I think it's open for camping, but no one really camped last year. I yeah. got my pop-up camper. I was thinking about bringing it down because I'm playing both days, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I I honestly don't know, Steve. That's up to you,
2: man.
0: <laughs> well, it it, it looks like uh, tickets are still available. Oh yeah, you still get them uh, through uh, PayPal or Venmo at uh, Squatch Scratch. Yep. Single day tickets are forty dollars. VIP uh, for a two day pass, one person, sixty bucks. It comes with a T-shirt, a meal for both days. Again, it doesn't state what the meal is, but Cannibal Cookout. You know, you know <laughs> be your own judge, I guess. Along with a, uh, along with a poster. Yeah, and then yeah. there's, a, there's a second VIP, which I believe is for two people. Same as above, but two T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, Extraction point. You're playing uh 10:20 to 10:50. Yeah. So a pretty late show. Pretty late, and there's a couple more going on after
1: us too. Uh, but no, dude, it's it's pretty cool because it's Willis Tower or Willis Steel Corporation. Pretty sure it's abandoned. I'm not sure how they got rights to do this. Last year is all cool. Cops didn't really bother with us. It's a BYOB event, so they don't have to get like a liquor license or anything. They had a grill cooking out food. You know, just basic stuff: burgers, brats. Yeah. Um, but I, he's someone's got to know somebody in that town to like convince them because it's a
0: small town. It's smaller than Piattone, I think. It looks small. Like yeah. I said like when I when I looked up the venue to see because like, I was so confused by it. Right. And, like Willis, like what the So, I looked it up and I went down the street view and it definitely says on the side of the building Willis Steel Corporation, like for at least. I'm like, huh? Oh, okay. Well. I'm busy that day, but it's It's
1: (laughs) also three hours away. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So how does a, how is a setup for something like that? Like an indoor metal jamboree? So,
2: like you guys bring your equipment down there?
0: Huh? You guys bring your equipment down there? Everyone uses their own equipment?
1: Well, okay, whenever there's a big fest like this and there's over 10 bands playing or whatever, usually it's convenient to where the house or whoever's put on the show and sound, they supply a drum kit, uh, cabinets, guitar cabinets, so then all the bands just need to bring their guitar heads, their guitars, and then uh, drummers can bring their cymbals and the drum throne, but everything else is usually set up, so the changeover time is pretty quick, because if you're trying to do this 15 to 20 bands a day, and you let everybody take the time to set all the gear up, play, break it all down, have the next band move it all on stage. You'd be getting through two bands in an hour. Yeah. You know, at at you know, if not more than an hour, hour and a half. So that's why they had these uh, all the gear set up. It's, bands are welcome to bring their own shit, but you don't kind of want to be that one band that sets up your own stuff and everybody else is uh, just you know using the house gear. You you don't want to be that one that pitches. <laughs> well,
0: that's what I was trying to wonder because I know like a lot of those festivals and stuff, they'll have, uh,
2: they'll
0: have like more than one stage. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Entropy. I think did some kind of uh, outdoor festival years ago. I think they had like a main stage and they had, like two separate like side stages or something like that. So I don't know if that was like if that's something uh, that how the festivals were. Not this
1: or? one, but I've, I've played shows like that. Hell, I, we played one. Where was that? Some uh, Northwest summer, but it was at this big venue and the stage was probably, I'm not kidding you man, probably a good 60, 70 feet. Wow, okay. But they had it set up to where there's two sides to where one side, as soon as that band got done playing, this band was set up ready to roll. When that band was playing, this would tear down, a new band was setting up. So as soon as music stopped over there, music starts over here. That's kind of the idea. Of the multiple stages where you get you get a much
0: better flow of music. You know, like trying to thumb through your stuff here a little quicker. Look at, because so, like I said, uh, you, what time are you playing uh, Saturday? Den- Saturday,
1: I want to say we're two forty. Two forty. Okay. In the afternoon, we're I think we're the third or fourth band. So just just to say how early it started, you know. think yeah, cause Friday it starts that early too. If Friday it starts early as shit. Yeah, Dude. <laughs> I'm getting out of work at 4.30 and going home, getting cleaned up, and hightailing it out there. I'll probably get there about 8.30, and we go on about 10, 10.20. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you're going to have to tell me what they're serving food-wise, because i got to know. It's got to be uh, the Texas Chainsaw uh, Barbecue. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I, I, I saw a recent article posted by that Squatch guy Yeah. that said a local man got arrested for throwing a rack of ribs at his wife's head. So... I just want to know if that man went missing, and you guys gonna have some fresh barbecue. <laughs> right. Whatever you do at this cannibal cookout and jamboree, right, right. You gotta keep me updated. Uh, I look forward to seeing pictures and stuff. Oh yeah, you guys, funny. you guys, are, at least for Extraction Point, it seems like you guys are everywhere on social media. You got Instagram, you got Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Yeah, I mean, you're on YouTube.
1: Extraction Point definitely has. Um, done the most as online PR like that, like getting ourselves out there. And I got a hand it to <coughs> uh, Rick and Rob, like that's, that's those guys. They are the drive behind this band for sure, man. Yeah. They, are, they are, they always say, oh, it's the three of us, we need you, but like, no, dude, like, not saying I'm leaving or anything, but it's like, those guys are Extraction Point. You know, I just, I'm the sprinkling on top, you know.
0: <laughs> well, Extraction Point, playing Friday night uh, at the uh, Gore Cannibal Cookout in Jamboree. Yep. Uh, I believe June 18th you got a show.
1: June 18th we're playing, uh, let's see here, we got uh, so yeah, May 6th and 7th the uh, Jamboree going on. Uh, June 18th, Extraction Point is going to be at the West Chicago Social Club.
0: Okay, and then July 16th, you guys have another show. July
1: 16th, we're at Metal Monkey over in, uh, I guess it's Lockmore, Plainfield gotcha. kind of area.
0: Okay, and these have these been venues you played at before, so you kind of... Uh, yeah, gotcha.
1: yeah. West Chicago Social Club, it's a pretty neat joint. It's got like, uh, they call it the Cairo Pizza and... Ale House over there, it's, it's all like uh, craft beers and like craft pizza. Gotcha. But they have a little stage in the corner. Kind of more like a hippie, yuppie place, kind of, you know, but they've had good shows. Metal Monkey is a brewery out there which has serious metal shows. They have big bands coming through. Yeah. And it's always kind of like a one-off show. Like, they'll be on tour and then uh, all of a sudden, they'll book it, no one knows about it until like the day of. It's like, ooh, tickets on sale, these guys are playing at this small club, you know, like, that shit sells out in an hour, if that, you know.
0: (laughs) Now, is there any shows coming up as far as uh, Dead and Buried and Stretch and Point, or is those so kind of uh... Like, together? No, just in general. Extraction Point definitely has the shows coming up. Yep, yeah. F&Epic yeah. don't. F&Epic, <laughs> why do I keep See, <laughs> the thing is, man, you got too much shit going on. Yeah. So, yeah, Extraction Point, we already listed those out. F&Epic, do they have any shows coming up?
1: F&Epic, no. Dead and Buried, we have this show this weekend, and that's it. Uh, but Extraction Point, we're actually doing uh, quite a bit. We got the June 18th. July 16th. July 31st is a uh, Battle of the Bands in the Alibi Room in Milwaukee, I want to say. Okay. Uh, It goes on
0: for three weekends. It's July 31st. Now, Battle of the Bands, is that Battle of Metal Bands? It'll be all genre.
1: It's just going on strictly on sound and performance and professionalism.
2: Okay, so, we've done that
1: before. We've won <laughs> we we won a few battle of the bands playing hard death battle hardcore shit. See
0: the the thing is okay, so so this freaking show is just one podcast idea. JFW is the other one. Yeah. But it's it's all under FreakNet Studios, which is what I'm trying to grow and make something up. And I always thought to myself like how awesome would it be to make like a freaknet Studios present like a battle of the bands. I get like local bands from like the Tone area and stuff. I know there's a few out here. But again, like others too. But all I kept thinking about it was, like, I don't know how you could judge F and Epic going up against Black Cadillac. Yeah. Going up against Entropy. You know, stuff like that. Like I don't like I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to sit there and say like, well, you know, the music was great, but like how do you decipher the difference? So when you say like all music I mean, are you doing a battle of bands like country bands and rock bands and hip-hop? It's, uh...
2: Yeah, dude.
1: Honest, uh we did one at Reggie's Rock Club in Chicago. And it was it was country. It was a, a young band that sounded like classic rock. There was a one-man hip-hop thing that just had a track and he rapped to it. Like, it was all, but for the most part, it was younger first outgoing bands and say, you know, like, there's, uh, I honestly don't think we should do these because we'll probably crush it and they'll be like, yeah, you guys have been doing this for some years. (laughs) Because that, I mean, that all... The way the way you set up, the way you do soundtrack, the way you do everything, like people know it and they're like, Yeah, these guys they know it's up, you know, like instead of like moving around like you don't know what's going on and, and fucking up and too much time in between songs without saying anything or doing anything and like talking to each other on stage, like it don't look good, you know, like that's how these battle bands like that's how I think they judge it, you know. it's strictly it's not on Taste of the music—it's just how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know it's, that's why I think it's—I don't know. So we'll probably kill it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty now awesome. Well, good good luck to the uh, to the Battle of the Bands in Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, good luck this weekend at Thanks, the second man. annual Gore Cannibal Cookout and Jamboree. There you go. I'm trying sure to miss a word. Gore Camp. Gore Camp Cannibal
1: Cookout
0: at second annual. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who want to check out the show, you can find it on Facebook, just look up second annual Gore Camp Cannibal Cannibal Cookout at (laughs) Canberra. Or it's a lot easier, just go to Extraction Point and find it on their their page. Uh, They are on Facebook. Find the information, get your tickets ahead of time. I think the VIP two pack is probably the best value. It's $75 for both nights. comes with two t-shirts. Get a hotel, there's a hotel there,
1: like eight minutes away, like everybody's gonna be there partying. You don't got to sleep in your van in the alley.
0: That's for bands only. Um, Cody, is there anything that I may have missed that you wanted to bring up, or I think we covered everything? I think we hit all the bases pretty damn good here, Travis. So yeah, dude, this has been fun. I know it's hard to ask because it was six years ago, but how much better was this? Way better right. So much fucking like better, right? better
1: Way better, way right?
0: better It's a lot easier instead of having yeah. three different people Trying to ask you generic questions about What's your favorite influence band yes. and
1: it flowed better, it flowed better I
0: think it's, when it's a
1: one-on-one kind of thing I think it's a lot easier to get in a groove And just yes. pretty much just talk and chill dude. Like, right. Plus we're drinking know? beer Yeah I mean, yeah. even though I'm drinking this
0: <laughs> Yeah, Bud Light next I gotta tell you though, I love this Next. What Zero is it? carb beer. Is it like seltzer? No, it's a beer. Really? It is a malt beer. Huh. Yeah. 4% too. Not bad, I guess. Yeah. It's a game changer, bro. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I do appreciate you sitting down and talking with me. You bet. Um, exactly. Again, guys go on Facebook. You can find uh, FN Epic on Facebook, Extraction Point on Facebook, Dead and Buried all on Facebook. Yep. Life and Epic, Facebook.
1: Extraction Point, Dead and Buried.
0: They're all available on Facebook. Like their pages. Keep in touch with their events when they have shows coming up so you don't miss out on them. Uh, I've known Cody for 10, 12, 15 years, forever. It's been a much. while, man. I think he may have bullied me when we were kids. I can't remember. You're
1: how much younger than my brother, Travis? A year. A year. And then Nick's in between me and my brother, right? My brother, Nick? Yeah. Nick, is Nick,
0: is, uh, Nick and Travis are the same age.
1: Okay, okay, so yeah. I, got you, I you, got
0: you. You definitely could have bullied me. <laughs> Maybe. I was I was bullied too, man. I didn't bully that shit. <laughs> it's pinto, man. Bully or get bullied. That's just how life is. I get it. Right. But I do appreciate you sitting down and talking with me. Again, What's good that? luck at your festival and everything. And guys, like I said, make sure you check out Facebook. Uh, and, and like I said, like uh, because you're on so much social media for extraction point. It's amazing. Yeah. Check it all out. A TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Just... FN Epic Band, or Extraction, extraction Point, extraction point <laughs> Band. They'll all pop up. Um, so, again, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet.
2: Thank you,
0: Trap. Again, we want to thank Cody for taking the time out to sit with us as we uh, go through uh, what he's been up to. again, uh, the phenomenal opportunities that this guy is making for himself is absolutely incredible. And I encourage you guys to support him and every band that he is currently working with. Follow them on Facebook. Again, F and Epic, Extraction Point, Dead and Buried, all available on social media. Search them, listen to them. Uh, if you're a fan of metal, these guys will be in your playlist for years and years to come. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just by searching this freaking show. Thank you to Carter Comics for being a sponsor. CarterComics.com. Save 10% on your entire order at checkout by using promo code Freaknut. Go to ballwash.com. Get your all hygiene needs. Use the promo code Freaknet. It'll save you fifteen percent on your entire order of ballwash products. And check out audibletrial.com/freaknet. Get yourself a thirty-day free trial plus a credit to your first audiobook. Try it. Cancel anytime. But you get your first thirty days absolutely free just by using audibletrial.com/freaknet. Guys, again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for being a uh, listener of our show for so many years and hopefully we can bring you more interviews like this with more content creators uh in the future that's all i got as always i am travesty
2: and thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show i'm out